Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to helping you make the transition from being an employee to becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, and this show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be a leap at all. Transitioning from employee to self-employed is a lot easier than you may think, and this show is dedicated to helping you make that switch. Dave and I saw an opportunity to help some people through this process and help them start their own companies. Um, and, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. And for that to happen, it takes two things. Uh, number one is we have to give you guys a really good message and some really good content. And number two is we need you to share our show. So if you know anybody else who's wanting to start their own company, take your phone out right now and share a link with them of the show that you're listening to right now. Hit the share button on whatever platform you're listening on and send a friend of yours a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, what's up, buddy? Dave. Do you know how hard it is for me to not screw with you while you're reading those intros and doing uh, stuff? No, you still try anyway. I, like one time I got him where it was pretty tough and we yeah. had to redo it. But had to re reshoot it. I, I just, I'm such a child. I'm yeah. sitting here thinking... And what should I do? Yeah. Should I should I not do anything? Should I be professional? Should I and and for those do that don't know, completely incoherent. For those that don't know, we don't edit these shows. If we make it through the <laughs> intro and we didn't just totally drop the ball, we're rolling, right? So we yeah. had a show just what a couple of shows ago where I don't even know if it's aired yet or not. The, the one, I have no idea where, where my wife right was vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> and and she's vacuuming right outside our podcast studio was here in my house. Was that the first Beyond the Void, Marcus? Was it? Yeah, it may have been. Uh, but I, I maybe it you know, the first we one. leave it like we leave everything in. So if somebody sneezes, if somebody coughs, if somebody farts or whatever, it is in the show. <laughs> it was one of the, so, like I was even questioning like, hey, yeah, yeah. Here? Marcus was like, oh, so we're just gonna scrap that one? No, we're not. We're rolling. We're, <laughs> we're like, keeping no, going. Fucking right? organic. Who right? cares? Um, We're just uh, half-ass jacking around most of the time, you know. So for our newer listeners, um, or if this is the first time <laughs> listening, we have a couple of different show formats. Um, we've got some guest episodes where we'll bring on a guest who has who has switched from employee to self-employed and started their own company or bought a company and began, became uh, the, the owner of that company. Um, and so we interview those guests and talk about the struggles and successes that they've had. Um, we've got a Q&A show where we answer questions that have been sent to us. Um, and, and if you have questions, you can email them to askmitch at mitchsmedley.com, and we will, uh, we will get those. Uh, and, and even though the email says Ask Mitch, you can address it to me or Dave or even Marcus, our producer. So either, either which, doesn't matter. Um, um, so, so if you have questions, you can email them then, and they'll probably be on a show uh, at some point. Um, we, we also have some just general business shows where we're talking about good natured business stuff that you're going to want to be in the right frame of mind, uh, to, to start your business. Uh, today's show is our fourth style of show and it's called a beyond the void show. And it's where we let the business stuff take a little bit of a backseat and we talk about some more current of issue, current issues and some more social topics that are going on. And, and we, we kind of bring them all back into the reality of how they affect your mindset uh, when starting a business. So some of it's a little political, some of it's uh, more social issues. It just kind of depends, but we'll, we'll kind of weigh in on our opinions in it, but then we'll wrap it all up with how it affects your business mindset. So um, today is one of those Beyond the Void shows. And what we're going to be talking about today is literally what was in the news all day today, um, which... 
I didn't watch it in the news because I don't watch the news. Yeah, I didn't see any of it because, um, you know, I, I go to work. Right. You know, and try to be successful. Right. And not right. sit at home and watch Rachel freaking Ray cook <laughs> some awesome pan fried chicken. Right. Or, you know, whatever people do during the day when they're not working. Right. So uh, I, I found it. Uh, it came across one of my social media feeds. One of my friends was sharing it, um, talking about 13 people were shot on on a Brooklyn subway. Um, and so I clicked on it real quick. Uh, th- this person, they, they share a lot of current events and a lot of topics. Um, and so the person you follow, uh, yeah, yeah. The, okay. the person that I saw it from. And, um, I kind of use Facebook a little bit to learn a lot about the mentality of the general public. You can just read and absorb a lot of the comments and you can make some pretty good observations about how the general public thinks and how they react and how they operate. And so here this person posts this. Now keep in mind, we're in Kansas City, okay? We're like, what, 2,000 miles away from New York, 2,500 miles Everyone from New York? Thinks, everything, everybody thinks we're just a bunch of rednecks out here. Right, right. Yeah, when I fly from ocean to ocean, I go over Cattletown, Kansas City. Yeah. That's what people think, Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> that's and, what they say. I've heard if, people say it. And if anybody's questioning, uh, the Kansas City Royals are in Missouri. The Kansas City Chiefs are in Missouri. Missouri. So the only decent sports team in Kansas would be the KU Jayhawks basketball team. Correct. So... Um, you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna get that out there. I'm not gonna say anything. I had what? some cousins go to KU. I'm tired of watching them on TV all the time. Oh, I know. Or, or K State, maybe possibly. I like K State. Uh, K State's got a good basketball or a good uh, football program. Yeah, they're they're, they're good there. But that's yeah. about it. That's about it. For we'll yeah. see. I, yeah, they're good. They're good. Right. <laughs> but but anyway, that was air quotes for those of you on Spotify. Yeah, they're uh, good. They're good. Air quotes. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I I caught this on social media and. I, I click through the comments, not because I like drama, but because I like to observe how people are reacting, right? And it is crazy how many people enjoy commiserating mm. with other people, right? Mm. And and so I'm reading these comments, and you got you got people adding it. Oh, don't forget about the the kid who was stabbed in a high school today. Oh, don't forget about the kid who was found that right. uh, with a gun that snuck through a metal detector today in a school, and and you know, oh, this is the world we live in today. And, and it's just comment after comment after comment of people that are enjoying their, their seeking misery. And, and it's like they're, that they're just in the pursuit of all the shittiest parts of our world that happen all the time. And it's that like have a bonfire, happened. man. Right, right. And fuel, 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 fuel. I had made a comment on there. And, and so you got to take it with a grain of salt. The number of reactions you get on things can kind of be a measure of how many people agree with you or not. Right. It's not a it's not a highly accurate measure. But I made a comment on there that just said, um, "If we search for tragedy, we can find it every day." Hmm. And it was the most reacted comment on that entire thread, which tells me that most of the people reading through all of that may have been taking a stance similar to mine, where they're not reading it because they enjoy drama. They're reading it because they're just kind of reading it. And then, oh, there's somebody that said something I agree with, right? Um, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything like that. Well, and maybe you said something that <clears throat> wasn't just the everyday, oh, you know, this. Right, right. That's what I hate about Facebook is, you know, you'll see a comment or you'll see a post and then you'll go start reading through the comments. And it's literally like, 
I'm just using this as, as an example because I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts right. and prayers. Right. Like 7,000 thoughts. You know what? Maybe instead of just feeling like you have to jump in there and say something, your generic response, right. maybe <clears throat> think about it for 30 freaking seconds right? and maybe put something genuine and heartfelt right. in there instead of just the lame old... I need to put on a show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what people are doing. They're putting on a show to uh, save face, air quotes again for Spotify people. Yeah. You know, because they think that, you know, people are going to look down on them if they don't put something on there. Right, right. And and so uh, I I came to the supply house uh, today and and the supply house always has some kind of a news channel on. Yeah, because most of the people that go in there are just, you know, old crotchety and free popcorn <laughs> water and looking at the tv yeah i want to waste the boss's dollars and i'm going to spend some time well, or they want to just go have no one else to talk to so we're going to go right. in here and just chit chat you always go in there and there's at least two groups of old guys in there that are just just shooting the shit they're just over there shooting the shit yeah free coffee in the morning or popcorn right after lunch yep. every time and so the the news channel they're recording this from every angle and now you've got these <laughs> these color commentary people that that you, I mean they may as well get a job like being color commentary on Monday night football because they're trying to ham up this this quote unquote tragedy um, and and they're trying to make you feel a certain way about it right mm-hmm. imagine the fear that these people felt when they were on the subway just put yourself in that position for a moment and think about what you would do in that life or death scenario and and they're pull out my gun and kill them they're they're <laughs> i mean it's it's literally what well, right that's what i'm doing right um not living in new york city and and then they've got like a helicopter like zoomed in on some vehicle for some reason and, and like it's like their whole mode is we're going to make you aware of this if you weren't already aware of it. And if you were already aware of it, we're going to make you afraid of it because you should be afraid yeah. because we said you should be afraid, right? <laughs> fear drives and all. That's the, yeah, that's the media. Fear that's drives sell all. Sell fear. Right, yeah. right. If well, it bleeds, it leads, baby. Here's the mm-hmm. big problem with that. If you want to be successful in business, you cannot have that mindset. You can't have that reactive fear-based mindset. You can't have the gloom and doom mindset because if you do, and you're always thinking, I'm not going to make it or what, what if this this is the world we live in or that, no, you have to, you have to step outside of your comfort zone and say, no, yes, bad things could happen. A guy, we could dig a ditch for, as a, and, and there could be a cave in and somebody could get hurt. Right. Well, if you, if, if you thought about that every day, you're never going to go never to work. dig a ditch. Yeah, you'd be like, nope, not doing it. Right. Not going to work today. Right. I'm not going to do it. So I, I am a firm believer that the world is no better or no worse, no more evil or no less evil today than it was 20 or 30 years ago, than it was 40 or 50 or 60 years ago, than it was 100 years ago. I think evil it's more, is, I think it's easier for people to see it. And so they're more blind to it exactly than well, than they were then. I mean, obviously, so back in the day, you know, the Romans came in and took over your city. They took all the small children and babies and threw them over the wall to their death. I mean, that's right. worse than it is now. That's tragedy. It's right? tragedy. The Holocaust. That's tragedy. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, the world was just as evil. Yes, but now, you know, sometimes I think even things that aren't weren't aren't as evil as they were then are blown up to be uh, they're almost put on a stage or a platform to 
they're trying well, to make them seem as if they are just as evil. Oh, this is just this is the worst thing ever. Right. Well, so you're going to get that from the media because uh, they they want to they want to sell, right? They're yeah. they're trying to sell, sell, sell off sell. the fear. But even through social media, uh, information travels so much faster today than it did even just a year ago, than it did five years ago, than it did ten years ago. So uh, twenty years ago. If some lunatic pulled out a gun and started shooting people on a subway in New York, you wouldn't have even heard about it, right? No. You would not have even heard about it at all. Um, or, or, it would have been in the, or, or it would have been in the newspaper one to two days later, right. a small column. You know, when people actually used to respect the Kansas City Star, right. now they is the it may be one of the worst newspapers in the history of mankind. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, you'd, it's, you'd go out on Sunday, even like, so, you know, Janine and I have been married... 18 years in May, something like that. I used to go to the, get the star on Sundays. Yeah. Go to the gas station, get the star for a dollar and 75 cents or whatever right. it was. Right. And you'd go through there. And, oh, Hey, this happened. You know, but then when that smartphone came out, man. Right. And it was just instant, right. Instantaneous. Yep. So, uh, it, it's kind of funny you say that there's a lot of people that are talking about how addicted we are to smartphones and everything else. Well, I saw a really good, people um, are, well, I saw a really That's good opinion exciting. on that. And that was a, a photo from the 1930s where guys are on a train or a subway or something. Mm-hmm. And every guy is dressed to the nines, which was really cool. I wish we could bring that back. Every, every guy's dressed to the nines. Everyone says that till they wear a suit for three days in a row on a train with no air conditioning. They're yeah. like, man, I'm glad I don't have to wear that fucking suit anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all the guys are reading newspapers, right? Well, where's your newspaper now? Yeah, it's just on, right your phone, on your phone. Right? So... It's easy to take a snapshot of everybody on a subway and looking at their phone and go, oh, we're so addicted to these phones. Yeah. When people, people in the are 30s, addicted. it was, oh, we're so addicted to that piece of paper. Yeah. Right? It's it's how you gather your information Yeah, is all it is, right? So um, mm. I will say the cell phone doesn't allow people to think. So you Well, know, the newspaper the wouldn't day, allow you to think either because they were telling you what to think instead well, of how to think. I'm going to use an example here. Okay. So, you know, back in the day... Um, you're a builder and you have an issue. Okay. Mitch is the plumber for a builder. The builder would have to think through the problem before he went home and then called the plumber and said, Hey, so 70% of the problems weren't problems. Right. Oh, I could get around it. Now it's like instantaneous. Call him. Call him. It's instantly. Instantly. One of the the places I used to work. It's made people's brains stop working because they just realize they're lazy and they're like, oh, I don't have to think this through. I can just It's It's ironic you say that. One of the places I used to work, um, I was a little overcommitted to my team. Call me if you need anything. And I would always answer and always answer. Well, I built a culture of reliance on me as a part of the solution. I didn't build a culture of independent thinkers and I needed to change that. So I adopted a new philosophy. I told nobody about it. And I quit answering my phone. I would call them back five to seven minutes later. They, yeah, and, and you how, would be amazed at how many times I would call them back, and they'd say, "Never mind, I already figured it out." Right. Yeah, right? right. Well, I'm I'm with him like a couple of times, and his phone's nonstop going off. Ring, yeah, ring, 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 ring. Yeah, right. Oh, it's oh, it's again. Oh, it's again. Yep. You know. Yeah. So do you talk? So, do you talk to your guys about that now? No, my guys now don't really have to do that. Like, not too bad. Right. And, and that's it's kind of the difference and between... And customers are different than employees. I mean, I'm not trying to group everybody into the same no, no. spot here, but... Well, and then also, too, um, at that cult, at that other place where I was managing the department, they had, like, a higher inexperienced people and train them philosophy. 
And my philosophy is let somebody else take and waste all the time training. And I'm just going to hire the experienced people uh, <laughs> and give my customers a better plumber. So yeah. <laughs> we, we do not train like we, we have ongoing training, but we don't we don't train plumbers from the ground up in our company. And I don't think we Except ever will. So Except for me. well, you're not a plumber. I'm not a plumber. You're pretty far from. I'm like, what if he He got to run an excavator today, though? Let's let's say this. Maybe Marcus one day says, you know what, dude? Two days a week, I want to get in there and I want to get dirty. I want to do, you know, I can answer this for you. I can answer. He's going to say YouTube. (laughs) That's what he's going to say. Learn on YouTube. Learn on YouTube. Yep. I, I say I bring that up because that's the problem that we've been having for the last 10 years. So, you know, when the crash happened in 08 and everyone quit training plumbers mm-hmm. and now it's hard to find plumbers, mm-hmm. eventually someone has to say, I'm going to start training guys again. Yeah. Even though mm. these trade schools, like right now trade schools are blowing up yep. and kids are going, listen, when we were coming up, Vaterot was a thing and yep. you could go there and you could get your training. Those guys didn't know shit. They paid 30 grand or whatever the hell they paid yep. to come out and they thought they were just... So here's I know how to do it. I'm going to be a plumber. I'm going to be an HVAC guy. I'm going to be. They didn't know Dick. Then. They didn't. Yeah. Okay. You, you spend all that money. Some and you were no better off coming out of that organization yeah. than you were if you were to just start. Companies with the company. have to start training guys again. So yeah. So what are you going to? I mean, it's it's kind of. I'm different. not calling so, you out, but no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. eventually, it's it's kind of different. So like on a new construction, like just on the plumbing subject, for example, a new construction plumbing company, they can train. Right, because there are so many different levels of work that they're doing. Yeah, that you can have a guy sweeping the floor, you can have a guy running and going to get fittings, you can have a guy or- organizing the job site trailer. Right, and and they're slowly learning, and they're slowly learning what fittings are, and they're slowly learning yeah. the the workflow, and they're they're picking up who to talk to, and the hierarchy, and the chain of command, and, and they're picking up all of that stuff. Right, so on a new construction job site, you can literally develop an organization that allows for training and building them up. What we do, um, you've got customers that are calling in and wanting service. They're expecting somebody who knows how to solve their problem. And it would take five years worth of training before I could ever put a guy in front of a customer by himself. You think it would take that long? It would. It really would. I've watched other companies try to do it, and they they rush them through a quick training program in six months and all of this stuff. You You could learn the subject matter in six months. But until you've got five years of raw experience seeing things out in the wild and learning how to talk to customers out in the wild and, and in the real world, it takes serious time to to be able to deliver the product the customer is expecting. So if if someone is doing that at the at the new construction level and then say they've been doing new construction for six years and then they come to you and say, I want to be a service plumber. You you're, could you're saying no? Well, so that one's a little bit different. They they have the five years of plumbing experience. All they have to learn now is how to talk to customers. No, so they that's don't. a little bit different. No, they don't. And I'm doing this just for fun, right? And because it's beyond the void. A guy doing new construction plumbing for six years has been putting in PVC and not ordering cast iron drains. Oh, right. And he hasn't. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't just do that. Right. There's still going to be when you hire that guy. There's still going to be training involved. Yeah. Where's the line of, I will take these guys on or not take these guys on. It, it, yeah, for me, I for really, me, it's five years of service plumbing experience. That's thought, my line. So, so, so it, this and this is for all fields. Yep. So, when you go on, uh, what's one of the apps you can go on for 
finding like a job. Monster.com or like Monster.com or, or whatever. whatever. And, right. and, you, and you're, you're scrolling through all those, and it says two years experience required, three years experience required. Well, if you can never gain that experience, how do you get those jobs? Well, you can't mm. gain it with me. There are plenty of other companies out there that will hire anybody to do it. Yeah. It's just a standard I have with my company. So, uh, and the reason why I have it is because I have watched so countless these, times over and over and over. New people will come into a company. Oh, they'll ruin they'll ruin service calls. They'll ruin people's homes. Well, I've seen it happen. Well, outside of that, they'll come into a company and the company dedicates all this time and all this effort and it's significant. I mean, to, to employ you're somebody. You're talking $100,000 to train somebody. Uh, you're talking more like $500,000 to train somebody. By the time they, by the time they've worked with you for five years, and you look at all. Oh, I of just the, meant to, I'm, I just meant initial training. Yeah, well, um, I mean, by the time they've worked with you for those five years, and you look at all the investments that it took, because not only are you you you're paying him, but you're having to pay somebody else to teach him, right? And so you, you there there are so many costs involved that what happens is that guy now has about five years experience. And that's kind of the magic number in the plumbing world where he's like, I can go anywhere and make whatever I want. And if he does not feel valued at the place that trained him, he will jump ship with no allegiance like that. So what happens if all the, so, so say they're in our area, say there are four companies that train guys Mm -hmm. from, from ground up in service. Yep. What happens when all of those companies get really smart and realize I'm only going to hire guys with experience? What happens? There's always going to be somebody that's willing to put in the effort to train them and put in that risk. What happens when that number gets so minimal that no one can hire anybody? Then you open up a school that has that, that's flipped, right? So Are we going back to Vatterot? Uh, not necessarily. I saw <laughs> so, so I've I've considered putting together a plumbing school, uh, but the the script is flipped, and it, so the 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 school that I've considered putting together, people would pay me to come to the school instead of the traditional format where an employer is paying you to learn on the job. Right. Yeah. So these would be younger kids fresh out of high school or maybe, you know, gone to college and said, ah, it wasn't for me. And they want to get into something. Well, if they're willing to pay a university a hundred grand for some bullshit education that they're not going to actually utilize, they will- think they'd be willing to pay 40. Or they're, 50 they're willing to pay me for a real one. Right. And, and for something that they're going to be making some serious, serious cash, when they're out, right? So, so for anybody listening that thinks, you know, that's a really good idea. Mitch and I have, we've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. If, if anyone out there has a lot of money and they think that's a really good idea and they would like to sponsor us starting a school. <laughs> Invest in a. <laughs> for electrical, HVAC, and plumbing, yeah. we would be happy to take your money and, and start it. I mean, so there's, just, there's know, already several schools out there. Reach there's out. some that are online. There are some that are remote. Uh, yeah. Um, but first off, the online, any any online mechanical trade school is bullshit. Don't sign up for well, it. Well, you're going to learn theory. You're not going to learn hands-on. You're yeah. not going to learn real-world experience. Let, right? And let's so, be honest. We've been taught our whole lives that men are visual and hands-on learners. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're not going to learn... What, to, what, Marcus, what I, I tell I mean, you today? Come on, dude. What's said, the best way to learn? Uh, fuck it up. Fuck no, it up. Trial and error, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I literally told Marcus that today. He's like, how do you learn this? I said, I fucked up a lot of times. Yeah, you can figure it out. You can sit down and read about how to do it right 10 times and not remember, but you screw something up one time. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I guarantee uh, the guy that worked for you that flooded that kitchen, if he ever has to work on that faucet again, 
it will never be a problem in his right. life again, right. ever. Yeah, ever. He and never has to worry about it again. He knows how. He knows yep. exactly what to do in that situation. And that's exactly. And that's exactly why I didn't fire him for doing it. Oh well, why would you fire him? Mistakes Be- happen. I know some some idiots out there will fire somebody for flooding a house. And well, they're idiots. I know. You just because you're going to bring somebody else in that's yeah. going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I actually have a better employee now that flooded a house than yeah. I did before he flooded a house because yeah. now I know something. Yeah. He. So. Yeah. We're blowing Marcus's mind right now. <laughs> Now, that doesn't mean I, I mean, encourage my guys like, to go flood houses because it's costing me some serious money. <laughs> young guys young guys make mistakes. Oh. Well, so and, Mitch so Mitch one time when we were plumbers, uh, I mean first starting out, Mitch uh we used to have to load gas pipe up onto the back of a ladder rack. Yep. And Mitch uh shorted the front of the ladder rack and yeah. smashed out the back window of a truck. Yep. You thought I was going to bring up the time you put gasoline in a diesel engine. Well, I did you? that too. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, I got to learn how to siphon gas with my mouth that day. Did you and, really? And <laughs> yeah. So here, true story. Um, and, and David still works with this guy. Um, uh, we are... They're, they're in, like in, business partners in, now. In full disclosure, we we have been friends for like 20 years. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. live down... The, not Mitch and I, but in this, this other guy. This together. other guy. Yeah. And we, literally, he brought this up like three day, days ago. He goes, hey, do you remember that time... That blue GMC that, truck. That Mitch uh, filled that trunk up with gas instead of diesel fuel because he had got those fuel tanks refilled. He yeah. said, you know, the, those things don't even leak. They refilled them. I guess they inspected them and yeah, yeah. filled them up. He said, you remember that time Mitch put gas in that diesel truck? Yeah, so said, oh, yeah. he had these three fuel I tanks remember. at his at his house. He, he ran a shop out of his house. And I'm, <laughs> I'm in my first few, I mean, it, it, definitely inside a, a first month. year. I, I think first, I think it was a month or two. Yeah, first couple months, right? And we were I'm driving together. a diesel truck. I don't have much experience with diesel trucks, but obviously, you know, they take diesel and, and he's got three fuel tanks at his house and they're unmarked and you know, they're I, unmarked. That's not your fault, right? Well, first off, first off, if you know anything, off-road diesel is pink, <laughs> diesel fuels, green gasoline's clear, right? But, However, but you don't time, know what color it is when you shove that nozzle in there and pull the, th- I just pull the dump trigger it out right? on the ground. Cause I could never fucking remember. So, I was like looking at him. Which fucking one was it? Right, right. So <laughs> I just sprayed it out. <laughs> and this was one of those things where you were working fast, and what you didn't, what you lacked in knowledge, you made up in hustle. Yeah. Right. And this isn't the new age way of saying hustle. I'm saying what you lacked in knowledge. Like if you didn't know what part you were getting, you ran. You still ran to the trailer because <laughs> we talk. You might have to go time. twice. Right. So uh, damn seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he tells me, you know, you're going to need to fuel that truck up before you go to the job today. It's almost empty. And and I asked him, you know. He's hollering orders at everybody else. Grab the box on the left. You grab the box on the right. That pipe on the left side of the rack over there. You grab that. Mitch, the diesel you need's on the right tank, and uh, you know <laughs> so and so is on the left over here. And, and, and so I'm like all out of sorts. And I go stand up at those three tanks, and I'm like, it was either right or left. I know it's not the middle. Fifty-fifty <laughs> shot. So actually, it was grab a nozzle. It wasn't put it 50-50. in there. Fifty. Because two of them were diesel and one's gas. Off-road and regular well, are the same. Right, right, right. But I knew it wasn't the middle tank. Oh, you it was one of the side one tanks. Of the side. Okay, right. I got it. So <laughs> I grab a nozzle and I stick it in there and squeeze it and fill the fill the tank. Right, it's all empty. The way up. It's empty. It's, it's, it's it near empty, and I fill it all oh, the way up. And fuck. it's and it's unleaded. It's not diesel. It's not on-road, off-road. It's it's unleaded oh, fuel. Fuck. <laughs> we drive twenty miles to the job. And it- Car and start coughing. No, I even text. I, 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 this was back in the day of Nextels, right? The little beep beep, mm. the walkie talkies. Do you even yeah. know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. okay, I wasn't sure because there was a gap. Yeah, because no, they weren't. They went away pretty quick. They went away before like Blackberries came out. But yeah, so I, I beep beep, you know, message him on the way, and I'm like, hey, this truck's running a little funny, you know. <laughs> so we get to this job. It was Twenty yeah, miles away. Got fucking gas in it. Right. 
20 miles away, <laughs> get to the job, work all day long, work late. Yeah, it was late. Go to fire the truck up to leave. Late, and like how start. late? What is late? Like 12? It's summer no. and it's dark. So we started at we started at 5 a.m. We had to be there. Was it 6.30 then or 6.15? Yeah, we showed up at his place at about 6. I don't remember, but it, it probably got dark at like 7.30, 8 o'clock. Yeah. And I mean, so, I don't know if it was full-fledged summer yet. No, no. It was so fall. It was fall. We were driving home at dusk in the summer or in the yeah. fall. So it's probably 6.30. Yeah, we're driving home at dusk and this thing won't start, right? And then, you know, he's like, well, what gas? Like, it was working fine. What gas did you put in it? I put in that tank. Oh, that was the unleaded, right? So he's, he's you know, he doesn't, he's frustrated, right? He's like, well, now you're going to learn how to siphon all this out because we got to get all this unleaded out. And this is funny. Did you make it to the so, back to the shop? He towed me. Sorry, Marcus. Pow. Yeah, he towed me. We tied a rope oh, okay. to it. He got his truck and pulled me behind mine. And and if you've ever towed a car, the guy in the back slows both of you down. Yeah, it's well, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun when your engine isn't running and you have no power brakes and yeah. you're trying to slow down two pickups. The steering's trucks. worse than the braking. Well, it's, yeah, it's a little bit. But yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, we get back to his place. I shove some tube down there and you know suck and and do all this stuff to to get awesome. it out. Um, and I'm like throwing up and all this stuff because you I'm get call, a little bit I'm of it in your mouth. I'm calling Mitch. It is. I mean, it's late. We were supposed to go drink beers. I'm yeah. like, hey, dude. Where he's are you not at? Even uh, answer, he's not even answering his phone. Yep. There's another guy standing <laughs> Wait, next to me. you're not with them. You're not no. With them. no, no, no. Hell no. I didn't fuck up my job. I was at home drinking <laughs> yeah. beer. I was, so, I was at home. I'm like, man, I hope nothing happened. You know, it was back in the day when you couldn't just, hey, dude, are you all right? Right. So I'm like calling him. Yeah, no texting. This was before texting. Fucking calling him. So. So there's a builder. His name's Brian Colson. He's standing over my shoulder and he's watching all this shit, just giggling, right? And I'm I get it almost <laughs> like I'm throwing up, and, and you're throwing up, yeah, from from trying to suck the Inhaling gas up this tube, up. right? Awesome. So uh, here, I got a funny story to add to this later. But um, uh, Brian Colson waits until I'm like throwing up, and he's like, "Hey, there's a faster way to do this, Harvey. Go grab your air needle, oh, like fuck. an air needle that you would like blow things, like yeah. clean stuff. You with pressurize air. the tank and it just runs nope. out. Dickhead. Nope." He takes that air needle and he puts it, he cuts a slit in that rubber tube about a foot back from the end of the rubber tube that's pointed at the ground. And he turns on the air and creates a Venturi effect. And that air rushing out the tube pulled every ounce of gas out of that (laughs) tank in about four minutes. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. He goes, I just wanted to see you puke. Right? (laughs) So funny. Brian Colson was a huge dick. He was funnier in hell though. Yeah. Uh, Here's another gas siphoning incident. My old Mustang that I had. I needed to drop the tank on it to replace the green the, and white one. No, no, the white fox body. Um, I needed to drop the tank on it to put a bigger fuel pump in it because I put such a badass motor in it, the fuel pump couldn't keep up. Oh, you talking about Betty? Yep. And so I'm like wondering about how I'm going to drain the tank, and I'm like, I need an air because I now I know, like, get an air needle yeah, on the end, right? Learned so that lesson the hard I, way. I'm like, I'm telling Danielle, I'm like, I'm going to have to go over to my neighbor Andy's house and borrow his air compressor and all this stuff. And she's like, Why do you need to do that? And she's like, Don't you know how to drain a tank? I'm like, uh, Go on, because my wife was raised on a farm. So she knows a lot of shit that is like just sitting back there waiting to come out, right? <laughs> and and so I'm like the moral of all of these stories is Mitch doesn't know half as much as he thinks he right. does. <laughs> so That's funny shit. She's like, all you got to do is get a rag, soak it with water, put put your tube in the tank, get a rag, soak it with water, not like wring it out to where it's damp. I've never heard this. Yeah, I'm enthralled. Yeah, I'm wring it out to where it's damp, like so you, when so and then you take that rag and you put it around the gas nozzle going into the tank. And that rag helps seal off the air, right? 
And then she says, all you have to do is blow into that tube and blow into that tube, and you're going to hear all the bubbles coming up into the tank. And you keep blowing. Oh, and keep blowing. Pressur- pressurizing And you keep the blowing, tank. and then you put your thumb over the end of it, and then you put that the hose down in a bucket, and you let your thumb off. Oh, and, and then it, as soon as the gas starts coming out, you take your rag off and it'll drain the tank the whole way. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. Dude, I've now learned. Try it? Yeah, it worked. No shit. Danielle. Yeah. Nice. No, no, she, yeah, Shout yeah, out. Don't, don't fuck with a farm girl, man. They know some shit. <laughs> What yeah. the fuck? Also yeah. put castor oil in your fucking drink. With your yeah, drink. well, if I wake up dead one day, <laughs> well, this farm girl. Wake up dead. I mean, she is redhead. So you never know. She's crazy as hell. Yeah. I but, didn't say anything, Danielle. She, I, I've told her to her face. She told me I'm a dick. I told her she's crazy as hell. I love her. Now I can't even remember what got us on the story of fucking up the diesel truck. Oh, because you had to uh, work hard. You had to work harder. Uh, no, that's not know. what it was. No, that wasn't. I can't even remember what we got on there. Oh, but, you used to get fired when no, you fuck up. Uh, we were talking about we were talking about training new guys oh, and bringing new guys, guys on and everything. That's right, else. training right. new guys. So I was going to get there. You new, know what's funny is new is construction this... organizations is the best way to train people. Another avenue I've thought of was firing up a new construction plumbing company and letting that be my training farm, and then picking the cream of the crop out of there. So as long as to it, become service, as long as it it didn't have to make a ton of money, as long as it kept the doors open, then it would be a training farm. Yeah. Yeah, so as long hell, as long as it broke even. That's what I mean. And it, as and long it as it kept the doors in, open, right? And it has resulted in five-year experience guys that I can hire on my side. Like one of the things we do in our company is we have a promise to our customers that any plumber we put in their home has a guaranteed, certified, ten thousand hours of experience, because there are way too many companies out there that train a guy for six months or what's, hell, even less. What's ten thousand hours? Five years. At forty hours a week. At forty hours a week. Two thousand eighty really? hours. Yeah, two thousand eighty hours a year. Times five years. Oh, I smoked that out of the water, and I'm not even yeah. a fucking plumber. So a guy could get about 10,000 hours of experience in about four years if he works a lot of overtime. So, and that's why I'm doing it in hours and not years. I wonder how we got from uh, creating drama and the drama it's to... Beyond the void, man. You <laughs> never know where it's going to go. You never know, guys. I don't but, know what the fuck's happened. We just spent 25 yeah. minutes talking about Mitch not knowing how to what kind of gas to put in a so, vehicle. That was interesting. <laughs> though. Learned circling, a lot of shit. Circling back on the creating drama thing. I mean, if you allow, like, if you enjoy that and you enjoy arguing with people Damn. on the internet, it, Dave just dropped his baseball that he That's fills okay. with the Don't whole Don't worry time. about it. I, uh, I haven't had it out in a while. If, Grant had it out earlier fucking with me. If you enjoy that kind of stuff, you're going to need to figure out a way to curb that in order to become successful. And, and What does that look like? Uh, I've done it. Maybe just watch drama on TV and try not to participate in it yeah. in your own life. Right. Right, you, know? you can watch your your desperate housewives shows or your your uh, I say desperate housewives like your Real Housewives of oh Danielle whatever, loves or, her some I know, Real Housewives Danielle does I came in the other day she's I was like what but, the hell but are she'll self admittedly say like oh, yes. I watch these because that's where I get my fill of drama because I don't want to get it in my real life so I'm gonna do it here um, and and she just thinks it's a fucking train wreck all them rich <laughs> ladies just arguing with each other it the is whole a train time. wreck yeah that's you know what those shows are why people hate Americans. We're not, we're not all like that. <laughs> yeah. Like if you took California and you took New York and you just cut them off and shoved them in the ocean, people would like us You'd a lot You'd get a little more. bit more representation of most of, of America. Yeah, right? of, of and, what and, and most it's of not even California and, and New York. Right. It's the stereotypical California. Because there's a lot of people in California that hate it there. Yeah. They're and like, that's I why am a fish out of water. That's why they've moved to Florida and Texas. Yeah. Because they're like, fuck you guys, we're moving. Right, right. This is a train wreck out here. So I did this. I used to, I used to get really political. And I used to spend way too much time like getting on a soapbox on social media and trying to do this, you know, the whole like the, everyone's got these friends. And I was this guy for a minute. 
where long, you know it was longer than a minute like wake up don't you guys see what's going on and and all of this stuff like how do you not see that this is a problem and all this and, and that's not really drama either it, i mean it's not really drama but it's not helping anybody and and so what no it's not helping what i came to the realization of was that if dave and i sit down and talk to each other face to face it's really hard for me to get dave to change his opinion or change his mind on something mm. and we're having a face to face conversation right if Dave and I even tried texting back and forth, it would be even harder. And, and Dave and I know each other, and we respect each other, and it would be even harder for me to change his mind on something because now we're not face-to-face. Well, now you flip it onto social media where you're dealing with people that you don't know all that well and that that have no allegiance to you. To think you're going to change that person's mind is is ridiculous, and, right? You know, I, it drives me crazy when you when you say that. So when you... When people, so you'll be reading through posts and then you'll catch one that is literally, uh, you know, there'll be 40 comments and then there'll be two people that are just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then you talk to one of those people later and you literally can see it in their face. They are furious. Yep. I mean, they are mad. They have literally all they have done is got sucked up into drama or something. And, And if you go back and read the original post, it was something so freaking stupid. Right. And they've let it consume their life right. for four days. Yep. You know, or however long it's been. And they've just let it eat at them and they've it, it's sucking up their time. Well, what does that do? It takes away your time, it takes away your energy, it takes away your focus. Yep. And we always talk about bringing that back to business. If you're a business owner and you're doing that, you're doing the wrong thing. Right. There's, first off, if, you and just if you're going to start a business, no. Right. You, you, it, it, if that's your mentality and you do that all the time, you are not going to be successful right. because you are sucked up in something that is taking your focus away from reality. Right. Yeah. If you, if you spend an hour, shit. if you spend an hour arguing with somebody on the business, there is one hour that your business or arguing with somebody on the internet. That is an hour. Your business just suffered because you weren't doing something within your business that you could have helped your business with. Well, that's if you're arguing on the clock, right? Like, let's no. say you're arguing no, like we're, eight, like, eight at night when you're Well, home we're talking self-employed, right? Okay. So you're when, always when you're self-employed. Yeah, that's right? true. That's true. Now, when, listen, I'm not. So Mitch is always, he's that way. He's like that all the time. I'm not. Well. You know what I mean? But what what I would antiquate that to is, so say I have four hours a night of free time as a business owner. Man, do I really want to burn that hour up? screwing right. with that exactly right you know do i want to spend the, time with my wife right. do i want to it's going to result in nothing too you know arguing with like nobody's ever won an argument on the internet yeah no nobody has i mean i may have meet, met someone outside somewhere after that and you know <laughs> yeah you know seen you know saw him in person and we talked about it right you know or but, something like that but yeah you know, no, nobody's like ever that happened nobody's Arm ever walked away and gone yeah. oh you know <laughs> talked it out like gentlemen <laughs> yeah you know ghost rider 64 you 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 were right you know, yeah, I'm, no, yeah, that never happens. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am going to switch from being a Democrat to a Republican now, or, or you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a Libertarian now because you've convinced me. Yeah, uh, Ghost Rider sixty four. I try to convince good. Democrats to, you know, they're like, I'm never going to be a Republican. I, I look at them and I say, I'm not trying to get you to be a Republican. I'm trying to get you to be a Libertarian. Right. And then you, you just see the blanks, right. look on their face. They're like, Oh my gosh, right? What? What's a Libertarian? Yeah. Oh, you mean you're too stupid? To have done any research at all, I mean, this is another complete side tangent. Right. But, I mean, I just, 
It just drives, so, the the internet stuff. I say that because it just drives me insane. Yeah, it's just people they waste so much time getting involved in shit that does not matter. Right, and we talk about it all the time. Government wants you that way. Yeah, they want you lazy. They want you arguing about. They that want shit. you enthralled in drama. They yeah. want you dividing your focus. They want us to be divided in this room. Yep. They want. It's it's unbelievable how much time people waste. Yeah. I mean, if they just had half. Yep. So you had half the time back that you spent looking on Facebook at shit that didn't matter. Right. And that and then half of that time was productive time. Yeah. I mean, what could you have got done? Right. You're crippling your business. You're crippling your progress. You're crippling so, your 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 home life. Here's, your here's another life, tip. Your everything. Here's another social media tip. Never ever use the mad reaction on any post. Ever, even if it What's makes it, you mad. What do you mean, mad reaction? Well, so like on Facebook, you can give it a thumbs up. You can give it like a caring. Oh, you mean like the little smiley face thingies? Yeah, yeah. For any, everyone knows, I've said it on here, I'm 40. I yeah. act like a 60-year-old man. I don't know. I didn't know yeah. what the fuck he was talking about. Dave, the little smiley face. Dave doesn't faces. know what Twitter is. I, I, I have no Twitter, and I have no TikTok. Right. It right. works. So never, yeah, ever. Right, Marcus? Thank you. Never, ever use the mad Marcus, reaction, my and man. here's why. The algorithms of social media are just like the government, and they know that, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. And, and so, if they can make you upset about something, you're more you're, you're more likely to spend more time on social media if you're upset. Yeah, so they can sell your information later. Right. So <laughs> when you do yeah. a mad reaction on something, you've now given them a little bit smarter of an algorithm to say, oh, we should suggest this to you because the last time you saw a post about a high school bully, you got mad. Right. So now all of a sudden, here come all of the bully posts and we're just going to suck you into your misery, right? So never, ever use the mad reaction. I'll do thumbs up, I'll do the love, and I'll do the care emoji and that is it. And that keeps whatever is coming into my feed towards the positive side of things. Um, but as you're going through all of that, you can watch social media throttle things. Um, I was, we were talking about this right before we fired up the cameras. I can make a post on my personal Facebook page and I will get 70 or 80 reactions out of that post. Maybe it's a funny prank I pulled on my kids, or maybe it's something related to the business. Hey, we're growing. We bought another truck or maybe it's just something right. Keeping the fan base informed <clears throat> and, and whatever. If I make uh, Tyler, the, the guy that we've had on the show, um, Tyler Maiden, Ty, yep, and he's dog a, pound KC. He's, he's a friend with, he's a Shout friend of out. mine. I literally see him almost every day. Wore my dog pound KC shirt yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just every couple of weeks, he'll do like a transformation challenge, um, where you can pay like a hundred bucks if you want to sign up and you get a little bit more detailed time with him. And, um, it's, it's who can transform the most, right? And so you get a group of people in the challenge and they form their own little quick for, for a few minutes, like a few weeks, their own little Facebook group. They'll encourage each other and everything else. But then at the end, they'll all prog post their progress photos from day one to the last day of the challenge. And then only those in the group get to vote. It's, it's, oh, cool. It's only like, so an outsider can't, can't see, right? Yeah, it's just personal. Yeah, for, it's, for it's just personal, right? Well, this last time he did it, he had some of the most amazing transformations I have ever seen. Um, for one week? No, no, this was eight weeks. Okay, eight, eight weeks. week challenge, Did, right? I, I mean, I, we're talking. So sometimes they do it longer, or sometimes it's six weeks, sometimes okay. it's eight weeks. Okay. Um, but uh, I mean, he had some amazing ones. Well, he also followed that up with somebody else in the challenge that it wasn't. It wasn't they were not in the challenge. 
somebody's been with him for a year and they've lost 80 pounds. Nice. I mean, and, and now this guy was really overweight, right? And so he still has a long way to go, but 80 pounds in a year, right? So Tyler on his business Facebook page, he wants to go and, and, you know, he's got this great thing, you know, talking about awesome work. Look at these results. This is amazing. This is what happens when you dedicate, you know, make the commitment to bettering yourself and all of this still got a ways to go, but Holy cow, 80 pounds in a year. I mean, this is awesome. He posts it and, and Facebook lets him post that kind of stuff, but they won't let him as a business boost that post. Yeah. Boost unavailable. Right. And, and they give him a rejection saying that he is not allowed to boost it because of the one or more of the following reasons. One reason is he's using a negative body image in order to portray or sell a, uh, a diet or an exercise routine because those results aren't guaranteed. Facebook literally won't let you That's use. Shit. Yeah, it's bullshit. They won't <clears throat> let you. They won't let you use an amazing transformation of some guy who put in the work and lost eighty pounds in a year. Who and they can encourage other people. It, yeah, to encourage other people, right? And and so I'm like, well, fuck. If Facebook won't do it, I'll share a post on my page and help you out, right? Yeah. You know, all of my shit seems to do fairly well, and so I make this crazy long post and I talk about how. You know, they, they want you fat. They want you lazy. They don't want you to get inspired by somebody. They don't want you to understand that you are in control of your own life. You know, Uber Eats and Grubhub have no fucking problem advertising on oh, Facebook, yeah. right? right? Oh, yeah. You want to talk about the epitome of yeah. laziness. Eat this fucking Big Mac. Yeah. As if you're too lazy to drive to McDonald's, we'll bring the McDonald's to your fucking doorstep. Yeah. Right? And then they use it, it, they use COVID as the excuse of, oh, you could go out and get COVID. Guess yeah. what? That guy going in to pick that up had the same interaction with those people right. yeah. Yeah, as yeah, yeah, if yeah. you were there getting it. Right. Okay, it's all the same. Well, <laughs> it's, then, a, it's a brown bag. But it's, other places. Yeah, it's a brown bag, and he's going to set it down, and then COVID's not going to live on. Yeah. But I mean, out, outside of their bullshit excuse for how they pulled it <laughs> off. You see that? Do, do people see this look on my face? Right. The, it makes me want to snap necks. Yeah. I mean, it is literally we're, we're in a downward Ooh, yeah. spiral of but, bullshit. But so, I mean, so here's just, the bullshit part about it. They can advertise. I'm just gonna fucking losing it over here. They can advertise that all they want, but we can't advertise a success story right. of somebody who put in the work. And and and, di- and and Tyler's not selling a diet. He's not selling an exercise program. He's selling a gym membership. Right. And yeah. hey, look what happens when people work out at my gym. Right. He's not saying, hey, this is what's going to happen. No, right. he's saying these people have came here. And, and let's be honest, this isn't Genesis Health Club. Okay. He is not raking people over the coals. Mm-hmm. His prices are extremely reasonable. Yeah. And, and listen, Tyler and I, Tyler was on the show. Him and I aren't like buddies. We're not right. friends. Right. I respect what he's doing over there. I right. mean, I've seen the post that Mitch puts on there. It's great. He should be able to do that. Yeah. He should be able to be say, hey, okay, you come work out at my gym. Yep. These are the results people have actually had. Right. And all we're, I'm not paying them. This is just their right. their deal. And it's just it, it drives me it drives me insane. You got me all gonna, fired up here for no yeah. freaking reason. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here because like I said, it, it, you know, I don't you know I don't have a giant 
Facebook following, right? No, um, I don't either. I, I I try to keep it like I don't whore myself out on Facebook. You know, a lot of those people are just so in the search for friends. Like you'll see people with like five thousand friends, right? Marcus has a lot of friends, and and Marcus I'm like, got like two thousand. I'm like, how do you do even know five thousand? I know, people? I, dude. I so I will accept five in one week and then unfriend six. <laughs> yeah. Like my number is like the money. It's it's so screwed up. Got to counterbalance. Yeah, yeah well, shit. because it's. it's so as far as this is gets back to the drama thing, when I get friends on there and that say say they're an acquaintance and I actually know them, but then I realize all their posts on there is drama bullshit all the time. Right. I just fucking unfriend them. I don't Yeah. I don't fucking talk No, you don't need that. that. I so I just don't have time. So most of the posts that I put out there will usually end up getting like forty to eighty interactions, right? Um this one That's why that's why Mitch so for those of you that haven't looked at my video on the void from when I was working on my chicken coop but I said on there Mitch told me he tells me all the time he's like look dude you got to do some a li- at least a little bit more stuff you got to right. help out the show you got to so, you got to be posting some stuff so this is so how much I, the so I'm working on it this is how much the social media algorithms will throttle some of this shit down so here I am blasting social media and talking about how it's bullshit that Facebook won't let you advertise this right and uh, that post only has 28 interactions, right? Now, I know well over more than 28 of my friends would interact with this. However, Facebook can sense what I'm talking about. They throttle it. And they throttle it down. They don't let 28 of my friends even see this, right? So that's how much they control what is talked about. That's how much they control the the commisery and the misery and the tragedy that, like that you're it. seeing, right? So... Um, um, ironically, I had another one literally just like a couple hours before where I was talking about the government. It says government, you owe us money. It's called taxes. Me. How much do I I owe? I saw that post. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. Government. You have to figure that out. Me. So I just pay what I want. Government. Oh no, we know exactly how much you owe, uh, but you have to guess that number too. Me. Well, what if I get it wrong? Government. You go to prison. Yeah. Right. We audit your ass and take your house. Right. So. (laughs) That's for, what that's what happens. For anybody that thinks your government is here to help you, that exact scenario yeah. right there is proof that they're not. Yeah, right? and, and you know, getting to this is super old school. So originally, when the country was founded, the state governments held all the power, and the state governments built the federal government right to help us all. And then somehow there has been this crazy. I, I listened to a lot of Ben Shapiro, and I've got some of this from that. But there's been this crazy shift. And now everyone thinks that the federal government is all powerful. No, right. state government is supposed to be number one. Yep. Then federal government. Okay, and the states, they, the states they, still are more powerful. They are. They freaking work for us. And for all of you out there that think that you're working for them, no, right. They work for us. Right. Okay. And there needs to be a reshift yeah. of or reevaluation of what's important, yep. what they're supposed to do. So anyone that's listening to this. Term limits are the most important thing in Congress. I mean, right. why we're talking about it. And if they don't do something about it soon. That ain't ever going to happen. Well, it freaking should. Yeah. I don't know it's, what it's going to take, but. I don't know what it would take either, it's but it's got to It's got to happen. But. It's got to happen. They are, they have that power under pretty good lock and yeah. key. So. So, so let me ask you something about Facebook. So Mark Zuckerberg dumps all this money into campaigns to get someone elected that he wants elected. Right. Okay. Yep. He is manipulating free speech. Yep. Which is obviously the first amendment. Right. Hello. Right. I personally think he should probably be tried for treason or some kind of major felony. He's been before Congress before. Yeah. 
Why isn't that happening? So the the treason thing is is, is it, it maybe often... not treason. Say I mean say he's he is obviously violating the First Amendment. Yeah. So not really though because if, if, he, if he's throttling what people are saying. But but because they are a private company and you sign their terms and conditions to join it. Free speech. You have all the free speech you want. If you want to go stand on a public place and speak whatever you want, that is still very legal, right? The problem is, you can't you can't walk into a Chick Fil A and start screaming whatever you want because it's a private business, right? So your ability to have free speech on their grounds is now limited. So free speech applies in a public domain. It doesn't apply in a, apply in a private domain. And I'm not I'm not vouching or like backing up Facebook. So you're this is the excuse they use. You're telling me he's in a gray area. He's he's saying I'm a private entity, right? I thought so, that it was a publicly owned company. Well, they're they're publicly owned. So but if it's, it's a still, publicly owned company, shouldn't you be able to say whatever you want? That's that gray area. I know. So hence here's, why I bring it up. Here's the other bullshit part about it. Uh, if for those that are on Facebook or Instagram, uh, coming up to election season, how many times have you been reminded to register to vote? You know what? None. Really? I, I haven't been. No. So, I'm going to just... Gonna, you're just going to take that. What was that question again? So what how many times have you been reminded to register to vote? On like Facebook or something? Yeah. Every... Every election yeah. season, right? Yeah. So Facebook knows everything about you. Google, even when you go like I know. And searching something on Google. Well, right, like, right. Leave this so here. here's the thing. I don't remember ever being reminded. I mean, I'm obviously a registered voter. I just... Right. You work hard. Well... Maybe I'm just missing it. You think I'm just missing it? I could be. Yeah, you're missing it. I could just be missing it. So here's the thing. Facebook knows everything about you, right? They know where you live. They know where you eat. They know where you sleep. They know where you work. I'd like to meet that Mark Zuckerberg for about three minutes in a UFC octagon cage. This is beyond Mark Zuckerberg. This is like taken over by corporate corporate machine. But I'd feel better. I wouldn't think it's over corporate. I think it's like... I think Mark is right. So anyway... um. They, they know all of this. They know I haven't moved in 10 years. They know that I have, like, I'm already, like, you don't have to re-register to vote unless you've moved and changed jurisdictions. So why is Facebook reminding me to register to vote? Well, statistics would indicate that newly registered voters tend to vote a certain way. Mitch is saying Democrat, but won't say it. Well, yeah, what are you saying? Go, what are you saying? Dude, you say what you're going to say, man. I mean, it's it. I, I'm just saying it is what it is, <laughs> because they're registering. You know what? I'm not even going to say that. They're going to colleges and grabbing 18 year olds and getting them registered to vote. That they're right. getting illegals over the border it's, and then they're whatever, registering them right? to vote. So although oh shit. why, dude? It's it's 100. It's what happens. So so why would Facebook be encouraging me, a person who uh, hasn't moved in 10 years? Right. Why would they be encouraging me to register to vote? And who are they asking of that? Are they asking everybody? Or are they only asking people that they think like, they can sway? I feel like you're younger people fishing for an answer, and I don't have it. No, I'm making you think for yourself. Wouldn't it be so younger people? This, no, this is me. So one of the things that I hate about media is they try to tell you what to think instead of trying to teach you how to think. Well, right? they're using not, influencers, yeah, they're not, things, things like that. They're LeBron, not teaching you. you. That's, no, that's what the worst thing about college is. That, so originally, you'd go to college and you learn how to think for yourself right and now they're just programming you to think they're telling this you what way. to think you should think this way yeah if, if you are quote-unquote educated you should think this way right well so, you know what if, i'm not going to tell you if how I'm to educated think. shouldn't i be thinking for yeah. myself i'm not going to tell you how to think 
I'm just going to say, you know, for a dumb guy from Wyandotte, like when I think of myself, I'm like, okay, I'm dumb. And I, I have no, no, I just, I didn't go to college. Right. But I'm still smart enough to see the smoke screen. Right. Like, what are you, right. are you so, freaking kidding me? Right. So when Facebook throws out a link to you register to vote here, are they sending that? To a certain, like, they know they know your political preferences based off of what you react to, mm. right? You know, if, if Trump puts out a post and you like it and Biden puts out a post and you mean face it, well, right there. We know. Now Facebook knows he's a Trump supporter. So now, all of a sudden, they might be saying, oh, we don't want this guy to register to vote. But that guy that was love and all those Biden posts... Now, now, this is speculation. This is not factuals, right? We don't know. Exactly. We don't. Th- that's that's part of the problem yeah. with it, right? I so, believe that, though, with everything else that they do. Well, right? So there's a guy well, out there. I'm getting Marcus fired up today, too. Yeah. There, like there's it. a guy out there, and his name's, fired up. He, his name's escaping <laughs> me right now, but he he has a lot of proven data to show that uh, the, the race where Hillary was in um, against Trump, he has a lot of proven data he was able to go back through and somehow hack the system to learn that like when you went to Google and you typed in a search. Well, that shit's open source. You can go through and see their algorithms. Right. Well, but so you yeah. can go in and see the majority of them, but then you've got to get in. Yes, I, I get what but, you're saying. So, so this guy was on Rogan and he was talking about um, if you would type in like, um, what is so-and-so's stance on this, Right. Depending on where you lived and what swing state you may be in, oh, it and, gave a different answer, and what your affiliation may be, oh, if shit. they knew it, it would give you different answers. <laughs> and if they thought they could sway your opinion versus if they knew they couldn't, it would sway your answers. And he was able to go in and prove all of this stuff. Well, then they started catching on to him. Then he got killed. And so his computer, no, he's, I, no, is he still alive? <laughs> ironically, his wife was killed in an unresolved uh, car accident. Of course. So, Damn. Um, yeah, and and Dude, deep state. They tried. Holy shit. They tried to say it was a vehicle issue, and so when he went I to go get the vehicle it. from Let's the tow lot impound, it had already been destroyed. Let's talk about something. So, else. but no, out, okay, dude, that's okay. real life, man. This that's is crazy. yeah, this is real life stuff. This stuff but, fucking happens in so this country. Th- this guy was able to prove that like Google and Facebook and all of these places are changing what you see based on their mm. anticipation of if they can change your mind. And their anticipation of where you're located and and all of that kind of stuff. So he even brought up the whole registering to vote thing. And and he's he's the one that kind of confirmed my suspicions of who are they showing this to, who are they not showing it to, and all of that, right? So um, for the sake of, of democracy, I still have to believe that our elections are free and open and fair. Um, do I think they're 100 point zero percent accurate they're not they're not right you're gonna have mistakes first off from from the beginning of the very first one till now there have been mistakes Mm -hmm. okay so let's not pretend like mistakes don't happen because they do okay and and the moment realist the moment you think happen you know there's a lot of people that think the election was stolen and and their definition of that may change and all of that stuff um i'm i'm one of those i know i know So, so um Stolen in a good way or stolen in like an illegal way, and and well, or they bending it's another, rules. It's and, another gray area, right? Right. So, yeah. I still ha- and the reason I have to believe that our elections are free and open and fair and correct is because the moment you don't believe that, well, now you don't go vote. Hmm. Well, now they have full. 
control over everything. Yeah, and, right? and the reason I don't, just for clarification, is because when Pennsylvania changed all their voting rules, mm-hmm. and that's cheating. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe it mm-hmm. was stolen, because they changed the rules and didn't have the right to change the rules. Right. Now, why someone... I'm going to go real deep. I'm going to talk for like five minutes here. So they changed the rules, okay? And then everyone knew they changed the rules. And it wouldn't go to the Supreme Court. Why wouldn't it go to the Supreme Court? Because, frankly, I think that even the Republicans didn't want Trump reelected. Because Trump is what... He's a whistleblower. Yeah, he's a boat rocker for sure. He's not a boat... He's a whistleblower. And he was calling out everyone's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And all of these Republicans that are still in office were afraid. Not all of them, but half of them were afraid. Oh, shit. Right. He's going to blow the whistle on us next. Right. Okay? And that's why we talk about term limits. Mm -hmm. These motherfuckers cannot be in there for 20... would have done that? 25... Yeah, he should. Yeah. If... I tell you what, if they let me in there and see what he saw, and I saw how... The so, American people are being ripped off. I'd have said something too. Yeah, I mean, Trump, he's a whistleblower, and they wanted him out. Love him or hate him, Trump was the most representative person of who should have been president for the United States. And what I mean by that is, the president is not supposed to be a career politician. No, the president is supposed to be a successful individual who has proven themselves successful in business and in in the country. And that they choose to abandon that momentarily to serve their time for their country and then leave. And that is it. Yeah. It is not a career. It is not It is not a lifelong endeavor. It is, I'm doing my country a service. By, it, it's like the military. I serve my, my you do your time, time and then you leave, right? So love him or hate him, agree with him or disagree with him, Trump was the most accurate representation of who should have been our president. And that's how it used to be. Right. Back in you the day. You take George Washington. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson, right. Hamilton, all of those guys. All of those guys. They, they weren't were just, career politicians. No, they were patriots. Yep. And then they came up, they did their time, and then they left. Now, some of them were career politicians yep. later. Yep. But that's that's why we have to have and term limits, term limits, term limits, term limits. Because people cannot, because what happens is they go in there, and then they say, hey, you guys want to raise? I want to raise. Right. I want to raise. And they stick in there and they realize, oh, I can make millions and millions of dollars for my family. Yeah. I can be pursued by, you know, whoever. Yep. I can be lobbied by whoever. You can't you, you can't do that and have a real democracy. You want to know there, what really it, it has to be changed to term limits. Yep. I, how do we get there? I don't know, but don't it's know gotta be figured out. So you want to know a really interesting stat is when they vote themselves a raise, ignore the ones where they vote themselves directly a raise. Focus on the ones where they vote their staff members a raise. Okay? Oh, yeah. Because politicians are, are being, they've got so much money coming in from lobbyists and everything else. Oh, yeah. The, the ra- billions the, the, of dollars. The pay that they're making for doing their thing is inconsequential, right? Mm. So you might be on the salary for 200 grand a year, but you're making, you know, a hundred million a year as a politician from all of the other information that you're access, you have access to and all of that kind of stuff. Right. So like insider trading does not apply to politicians. Well, they're, they're so, working on I, that. They're trying, but, but I mean, it, it just is what it is. Baby so they don't, steps. they don't even care about their salary. Right. However, their staff members are a whole different category. Watch them 
whenever they give their staff members a raise. Because what you will find is inflation in the following years will match the percentage of increase to the staff member's salary. They anticipate inflation, and they adjust their staff member's pay. And then ironically, boom. Yeah. Two, three years later, guess what? Guess where inflation is? Yeah. Dead on. It's Every time. It's, so it's it's fucking insanity. Yeah. It's it's literally wow. It's insanity. Yeah. Now, on the, the business American side of things, the public has been getting screwed so hard for the last I don't know how long so it's 2022, right? I would say the last 72 years post World War II. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Since post World War II, we've yep. all been getting BF'd. Yeah. Every day. Now, Here's on on here's the way to win in business through you all like this. Like that, I knew it'd take. I was like, <laughs> Marcus is gonna, he'll get it no matter. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I did didn't want to say that. No, no, I got. He, it. No, I got me, it right away. Me and Mitch are. Yeah, I'm here. like, I'm like. So here's the way to yeah. win in business with all of this, yeah. right? Yeah. You can go down all these rabbit holes <laughs> and waste a ton of your time, but you can't change any of this, right? You can go vote. You can do all that. You can still have your voice and you can still have your say. But there's very little that you as an individual are going to be able to do to change this. So learn enough of it to be aware of what's going on, but don't let it consume you. Still focus on your business. Still focus on your house. Still focus on your getting your house in order and making sure that your family's in order and making sure that your business is in order and all of that because we're talking about the system. But in business, it's your job to maximize the system for your businesses and your people's benefits, right? So you can't necessarily change the system. But the more you learn about the system, you can help ensure that your family and your business are successful through that system. I will say, you know, if you do, if it does light, say this episode lights a fire under you about, um, you know, term limits or, you know, or Democrat voting or whatever, you can do, you can do small things. So you can't convince everyone to change the way they vote, but you can, you can give them snippets of truth yeah, to look out and look out and look up on their own. Yeah, but they have to. Go, can, they have to be willing to change their mind. You can't. I know that's what I mean when I say small steps. You're yeah. not. Maybe you tell ten people that. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes that's all that takes because if one of those people actually looks it up and is like, okay, you know what? They might be right about this. Yeah. Well, and then that one person tells twenty people, and then watch. three of those people. It just this country is is at a point where. If people don't start taking the small steps and they don't start doing little things yep. to get us curved back right, yeah, I, I mean curved back to correct. What is I it? didn't mean to say right. I just meant in 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 the general in the general correct direction, we're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, I mean this November will really tell the tale. Yeah, yeah. But so I mean, you're going to. Um if you want to, if you want to see a big, a big uh, identifier uh, in the public, um, watch the governments try to shut down small businesses again, because oh, people will lose their shit. Right. So last time they did it so slowly and so subtly, and they were so people learned their th- lesson. They were so amazing with how they sold it that oh it's just two weeks or it's just this or it's just that and then now that you're on the other end of it and you can look at it and be like (laughs) do you remember when we talked about this really well so earlier in the episode we talked about learning lessons the hard way right that was a hard lesson to learn right but you know what those people aren't going to get screwed again right who was it dr king martin Luther king said uh um, don't mess it up. 
well, so, something, you ab- look it up? something about um, <laughs> you, you have an obligation to disobey unjust laws. Yes. Uh, and so um, it's perfectly okay to break the law if you are in the right for doing so. Now, now listen, I'm going to say that's not true. To, I was going to ask how gonna, far. So, so, so if you. Well, it's got to be an unjust law. If it's okay, if it's a if it's an unjust law, but it's a law, be willing to break it, but also be willing to pay the, the price. Constant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, that doesn't it, mean you're not going to get arrested. That yeah. doesn't mean you're not going to get fined and all of this yeah. stuff. However, don't pretend like. And this this is what pisses me off the most about. Okay, so January sixth, those people stormed the Capitol. That's different. No, they broke the law. And they should be prosecuted. Yep. At the same freaking time, they had all those stupid riots, those BLM riots and the everything else riots, yep. and none of those people got prosecuted. Those people should be in jail just like the people the yep. January 6th thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. This is America. If you break the law, yeah. you should pay the consequence. Yeah. No matter what your Dr. View, King spent time in jail. That's what I'm saying. No matter what right. your freaking view is on this side or this side, if you break the law, yeah. you should be going to freaking jail. Rosa Parks on a bus seat. You should be going to jail. If right. you break the law, you go to jail. Yeah. That's just that's just how it is. It's it a sacrifice be. you're willing to make, right? Yeah. So so if they come through and they try to come with some bullshit of it's for that be- the health of the you know, the better health of the public and everybody has to close their business and all this BS, you get enough people to say, No, no, no. Fool us once, shame on yeah, Shame and, on us. and listen, it's coming to head. So just we just had our local elections here for school board and city council. Yeah. So the two people that were up on Lee Summit School Board, see ya. Yep. The person Gone. that was up on Hodges. Yep. She won. She made it. Yep. So her her city council seat got that one too. Yep. You know what? Because people were tired of the freaking bullshit. Yep. And they realized finally, oh, there. It's like their eyes were just opened up. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. These people are really trying to manipulate our kids yeah. they're trying to manipulate you know and i think some of that isn't isn't always people trying to manipulate kids but they're they want to be in power and there yeah. are power hungry people yep. there there are okay there's a lot more than you think mm. and they're just like they are out there to it's me screw the rest of you well guess what yeah people are awake yeah get the fuck out of the way yeah yeah and and i don't think it's going to go as is as everyone would hope it would but I think you're going to start seeing a little bit of improvement because what you've seen is most of the general public has realized, holy cow, we're a fucking pushover. And you can and be next time. We need to band together a little bit better. Yeah. So, um, we need to be, we need to be wrapping the show up. Yeah. Here a we're, little bit. we're, we're like on one fifteen. Yeah. I started this way late. Oh, did you? Yeah. So this is my timer. Over we're here. running a little long. I'm, um, a, I'm always late. Sometimes I don't even turn it on. Yeah. And typical iPhone cord. It's half broke and barely works. So well, that's because I chewed on it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, so so the moral of today's show has to do with staying in tune with current <laughs> events enough so that you can you can stay aware of them and you can you can still make long term decisions on them. However, don't waste too much of your day on something that you can't change and that really doesn't change you. So. Is the subway shooting in New York tragic? Sure. It absolutely it is. is of right? course it is. However, is my life changed today whether I knew about that or not? No. Is my life changed today because that happened? No. And it doesn't mean you have to be heartless, but right. don't let these small events run your life. Right. 
Right. And if you search hard time. enough, if, if you search hard enough, you will find tragedy every time you look for it. There are enough people on this planet that tragedy happens all the time. Yeah. And now with the age of social media, it, it's brought literally it's to your face. It's, it's literally, it's Immediately, quick. Right. So we talked about it on one of the other shows, the Oscar slap. Nobody even knew the Oscars were going on until that slap happened. And then share, 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 share. Right. Boom, 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 boom. And now Ten years. people who didn't even know the Oscars were happening now know exactly oh, what shit. happened at the Oscars. The Oscars are still a thing? Right. Oh, fuck. So right. imagine... Chris Ragas. Imagine oh 20, God. 30 years ago, you wouldn't have found out about that until the next morning on the news. Yeah, and, and that's by if you watch the news. And by then you'd have been like, "Yeah, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit, right?" Yeah. So I got to go to work today. Yeah, it. I got to buy food. So, so you can choose to either waste tons of time worrying about tragedy that does not affect you and that you can't fix, or you can choose to take that exact same amount of time and invest it into bettering yourself, bettering your fa- your family, bettering your life, and bettering your business. The choice is yours. And enough said, yeah, right? And you got you got nowhere to go with that other than do what's best for you. Right. And if you can't pull yourself out of that hole and invest in yourself and your family and your business, then you might as well kiss being a successful business owner goodbye because it won't happen. Yep. If you're if you're that easily distracted with tragedy, it won't happen. Enough said. Yep. So, well said. Until next time, guys. We will uh, we will see you and uh, have a great week. Check out the flip. Love you guys. See ya.